Welcome to Breakthrough Prayer Podcast with Pastor Camille Sophia. Thank you for joining us today. We hope it gives you a reason to know that the time for transformation is here, and that time is now. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. I want to thank you for participating in our service for today. I'm going to run on with the word uh, I want to use for a title, Forgiven, Forgiven, uh, Matthew chapter 18, 21 to 35. By the way, because of time, we're not going to read everything, but can you just stand? Let's just read quickly. It says, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had began to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my, 20, 35 rather and last, so my heavenly father also will do if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. And so, Lord, I must decrease and allow you to increase in this atmosphere. God, I pray that the word will not return void, but there will be an accomplishment in the house. Lord, into your hands I commit myself as I speak as an oracle. May your grace, your glory, your anointing, your splendor, oh God, be upon us now as we submit to your authority and to your will. Lord, bind up every demon, every principality. And Lord, let your will be done now, in Jesus' name, amen. I want to use for a sermon title, Forgiven. Turn to your neighbor and say, I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. By way of homiletics, three points, don't limit your forgiveness. Number two, forgiveness should be a part of your spiritual discipline. And number three, don't hold it against me. It might cost you. 
by way of introduction forgiveness the very foundation of salvation is centered around forgiveness every person under the sound of my voice has the opportunity to tap into the mercy of God from which we obtain forgiveness God sent his son into the world to save us from the consequences of our sins and through Jesus Christ we are redeemed because we are forgiven see there are four main words used in the original Greek New Testament in relation to forgiveness or pardon of our sins or crimes against God these are the verb one is aphemi and it's associated with the noun aphesis the other one is charizomai and the other is apulu you see charizomai from the word charis which means grace it means to be stole a favor unconditionally to show one's self gracious kind benevolent or to grant forgiveness it means to pardon the other word aphemi means to send forth to send away to remit or forgive debts and sins the noun is aphesis which signifies the remission of the, the punishment due to sinful conduct and deliverance of the sinner from the penalty divinely and therefore righteously imposed secondly it involves the complete removal of the cause of the offense and such remission is based upon the vicarious and propitiatory sacrifice of Christ. The word remission means a canceling or release from something. The word vicarious means done on behalf of another or acting in place of someone. You see, propitiation means the removal of God God's anger against sinners and their sins. Adonai Ministries, in order for the church to survive in this epoch, every believer must master the art of forgiveness. You see, the book of Matthew is written by Matthew the tax collector, and the major theme depicts, depicts rather what a disciple's life should be like. You see, Matthew chapter 18 opens up with the disciple asking Jesus about who is greatest in the kingdom. Jesus warns about offenses, uh, and then he gave the parable of the lost sheep and then he gave uh, another uh, message to them as how to deal with uh, a sinful brother and then in the apex of chapter 18 uh, Jesus spoke the parable of the unforgiving servant uh, Matthew 18 you see deals with how to handle conflict in the church may I submit this afternoon that anyone a group of people are gathered together to do anything you will have 
conflict. Every church has conflict. Small churches have conflict and mega churches have conflict. And when you see, when there are issues with one another, many allow the devil to utilize it negatively to impact the church. These issues you see that happen in the body of Christ causes bitterness and this bitterness leads uh, to church hurt and then you get what you call resentment and then you get into what you call disappointment and then from disappointment comes discouragement uh, there are many who could have been further in God but this issue of handling conflicts uh, handling conflicts this issue of handling circumstances that affect us in church has set many people backwards. You see, most of the conflict in church stems from the word unforgiveness. Most of the conflict that we face operates because something to some of us uh, but somewhere uh, deep in our soul uh, we may think that we have forgiven the individual uh, but every now and then uh, Satan press a button because he know that there is unforgiveness you see we're living in an era in which the body of Christ has been severely affected by unforgiveness every person under the sound of my voice was a wretched sinner before obtaining salvation some of us did all manner of evil in our bodies prior to being born again you see we are so grateful for God's forgiveness and we readily accept his forgiveness no matter what we did in this wretched body we give God praise because because of his grace and his mercy he has forgiven us for big sins and small sins and murders and hatred and witchcraft and back and gossip and evil things and uh, uh, things we've done in our heart but God has seen it fit to forgive us and we readily accept it but some have been hurt by others in and out of church and has not forgiven those who have hurt who have inflicted pain or marred your character and ruined your reputation. Many of us under the sound of my voice may have somebody in their mind, somebody in their spirit because in the West Indian church we say if it's a small debt we easily readily forgive it but you see if it's something big 
we have to think about it deeper and then we decide in our spirit if we're going to release the person and to forgive them but the text is before us and Peter asked Jesus the question as to how many times he should forgive his brother you see he thought up seven times was generous because according to rabbinical tradition a repeated sin should be forgiven three times but on the fourth there should be no forgiveness because on the law law says if they hurt you there three times you can forgive them but when they come a fourth time you're gonna say no Isaiah, I'm not going to forgive you this time because three strikes and you're out. But you see, Peter was impetuous and he always want to show up himself. He's the one that is always jumping up and said, Jesus, I'm willing to go to the extent for you because you see, Peter like praises. So Peter went into the law and he says, the law says three times I'm gonna double up and put one and he thought when he says seven times Jesus was gonna jump up and say Peter my God you're so righteous I didn't know you would come up with seven I thought you were gonna come up with three times ah but you see Peter Peter got it twisted because under law you can count up the times and you can make it up in your mind that on the fourth strike I'm not gonna release you ah but you see the problem we face in the church is that we think we're doing God a favor when we do good when we forgive we think we're doing God a favor but may I submit to you this afternoon that when you forgive you're not giving God you're not doing God any favor you are doing yourself a big favor because unforgiveness is toxic and it's crippling unforgiveness affects your health unforgiveness cause strife uh, unforgiveness will let you lose your walk with the almighty God for in first John 4 20 to 21 uh, if someone says I love God and hates his brother he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen how can he love God whom he has not seen and this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love is brother unforgiveness will cause a loss of joy you see Proverbs 15 17 says better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith Hebrews 12 15 says looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled 
when you are unforgiven, it causes loss of freedom. When you are unforgiven, you're controlled by the person whom you've hold the unforgiveness again. When you're unforgiven, you're controlled by the offender. When you're unforgiven, you're conformed like the offender. When you're unforgiven, it eats out your soul. My goodness, it messes with your equilibrium. When you're unforgiven, good God Almighty, it separates you from the Almighty God. You see, unforgiveness is the work of the devil. It's a trap from the devil. It's a setup for your destruction. And the reason why, you see, the church is not receiving a revival is because there's too much malice. There's too much grudge. There's too much strife. There's too much bickering. Too many so-called mature Christian who claim to be mature but they can't forgive a little lie they can't forgive a little misunderstanding they can't forgive my goodness a little here she carry go bring comma but they said they're mature good God Almighty many hold up their brethren in their heart and could could I tell you that they pray on it they fast on it good God Almighty they worship God on it good God Almighty they do everything spiritual under unforgiveness but other night ministries we can do all we can do today we can dance and we can sunder sunder and we can shout our hallelujah but until we can go down in the depth of our soul and says I release you from my heart I know you hurt me I know it's painful I know that you have done so bad but I'm not gonna hold it against you I'm not gonna hold it against your charge good God Almighty I know that you've been talking about me I know that you don't like me I know that you gossip about me I know that you don't wish me any good I know you don't want me to prosper I don't know you don't want me to reach my maximum potential in the almighty God but I've already released you I've already released you You've done so much to me, but I went on my knees, and I've already released you, I've released you, because I understand, I cannot limit forgiveness, I got to release it, I got to release it, we need some people today to say I'm going to release it, 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 it's not going to mess me up, can't mess up my anointing, can't mess up my hallelujah, it can't mess me up, what I'm going to do, I'm going to release it, I'm going to release you, I'm going to release it.
says, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. I'm running on. Point number two, forgiveness should be part of your spiritual discipline. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times. This is Jesus speaking to Peter. But he says until 70 times seven. We're living in a world with a devil that is on the loose. The objective of the kingdom of darkness is to destroy the kingdom of light. The Bible said the only way we can defeat the strong man, eh, it, well, the only way the strong man can defeat us is when he comes into our house and spoil our goods. You see, Satan is always seeking an opportunity in the house of God. We need to come to an understanding, Adonai, that a church has different levels of people. You have babes, you have mature, you have immature, and you have people with weaknesses, you have backsliders, and you got people who don't care about God. Everybody is mixed up in the pot. And every now and then, Satan is going to go and look for the immature and the weak whenever he wants to create damage in the church. And so, the enemy is always looking for these people so that he can capitalize on these three areas and bring strife and division. Because if you're immature, you won't know how to handle things. You see, mature people can detect when a division is coming and they quickly put things back in line. When they hear a conversation and they realize if I take your side and act funny it's gonna mash up the church oh glory be to God when they begin to uh, listen to what they're receiving in their spirit uh, a real mother of Zion will pick up and says good God almighty incoming 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 coming to mash up the church and say not their devil because I see where you're going you don't want me to like such and such because you want to divide me down the line so you're bringing this division you're bringing this devices oh glory be to God and those who are weak will not detect it when the enemy comes they run with it good God almighty they get a bandwagon with them good God almighty they get oh God cheerleaders with them and they don't realize that the very act is gonna mash up the church but then we come in the church and we Shanda, Shanda, and said we're on the Lord's side, but the devil is a liar, the devil is a liar, if you're not mature, it's about time to be mature, you've been drinking milk for too long, you got to start eating meat, you got to understand this is the kingdom of God, 
and if it's the kingdom of God, united we stand, divided we fall, we come to be a unified front. Good God Almighty, don't tell me about Sister Shavanisa. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me about Sister Nashala. I don't want to hear it. Don't bring me no carry, go bring coma. I don't want to hear it. I come to build kingdom. To establish kingdom in the earth realm. I'm not a divider. I come to move the kingdom forward. And what you're telling me means that I'm gonna be on the devil's side. Last time I checked, I'm a friend of God, not a friend of the devil. I got no part with the devil. Every device is spirit, I denounce it. Every device is spirit. We say, come out of the church. Come out of the church. Use your moat, not as a sword against your brother and your sister. Use it to encourage. Use it to establish. Use it to build up. Come on, somebody. Anybody. It's about time the church receive a revival. Forgiveness is a discipline. It's a discipline. You must make it up in your mind. Look at look around at everybody in this church. Somebody's gonna offend you. Maybe before the day end. Good God Almighty. But if we have discipline as forgiveness, it's water over the duck's back. That's how it goes. A water under the bridge. Good God Almighty. You got to make up in your mind that it's gonna be a discipline. Ah, we want jump up message. This is a good message because if this ministry is gonna take off, there are some things in the underground. We call them termite. They're biting a lot of things. And if we're gonna move forward, we got to understand that you're my brother. And just as you can forgive your blood family, your drunkard uncle, your rapist uncle, your this, that, and that in your family, you can forgive anybody in this church. Good God Almighty, release your heart. Release your heart. It's time for the church to move forward. Jesus showed the way how to forgive. He says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. He says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ in God forgave you. He says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. He says in Psalm 130 verse 4, but with you there is forgiveness so that we can, listen to this, with reverence serve the almighty God. Uh, Isaiah 55 says, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to a 
our God, for he will freely pardon. Adonai, don't be weary in well-doing. The Bible says you are going to reap if you fade not. Release them from your heart. Release them from your spirit. Release them from your mind. Yes, they borrowed the money and they didn't pay it. But release them from your heart. Yeah, they lie on you. But release them from your heart. Yes, they don't like you. But release them. Release them. Ah, we got to release some people. We got to say, God, I'm releasing. I'm releasing so and so. I'm releasing so and so. It's not been that good for me but I'm gonna release I'm gonna release I'm gonna release God I'm not gonna be stubborn and I'm not gonna allow my pride to get in the way but I release you don't hold it against me it might cost you don't hold it against me it's gonna cost you something you see in order to explain the power of forgiveness Jesus utilized the parable to explain his thought in the parable you see there was a king and the servant owed the king the Bible says if we go there the servant owed the king 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents is equivalent to 12 million dollars. And his master suggested that he and his wife and his children and all of them should be sold in order to pay the debt. The man, when he realized what was going to happen to him, he went down on his knees and he pleaded for them, for the king to forgive the debt. The king had compassion on the man and released the man from his debt, 12 million dollars. The man now went out and there was somebody who owed him and according to the equivalent of what was owed to him, it, it's about $17. And the man says, listen, I can pay the $17. Can you forgive me? The man's pleading, I, I beg you, I can't pay. But this man whose debt was released for $12 million, the man by his throat and was aggressive with the man to pay the money and throw the man in jail now when the servants heard they were upset because the man owed 12 million and he desired for his debt to be paid and he received compassion and mercy and grace from God but this man says listen I'm not going to do the same it's either you pay me or you shall go to jail 17 dollars compared to 12 million 
And what am I saying? Some of you won't, wouldn't understand. You see, when God has forgiven us, some of the things that when we think about it, we shouldn't have been released. But God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, sent his only son to save us. And he became sin for us. He imputed righteousness. It means that now he take on our sin and what we should have been deserved. God says, no way. I love them so much that I don't want them to get the judgment. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to send my only begotten son to take the judgment for them to stand in their place to stand vicariously in their place to take on their debt to bring their sin debt to the cross it doesn't matter what they have done in their body exopia incantation voodoo good god almighty rape murder i'm gonna take on every debt big debt little debt small debt easy debt every debt i'm gonna take it on i'm gonna take it to the cross it doesn't matter how it look i'm gonna take it to the cross i'm gonna stand in their place i'm gonna pay the price i'm gonna take it to calvary i'm gonna take their suffering everything that is on them taking it to the cross I'm gonna take it there good God almighty but what are you gonna do with the debt that is owed to you the small debt what are you gonna do with the small debt and some of you are saying this message is not for me but you're lying because the way you know you've not forgiven somebody is when you blame people for what happened to you. Uh, you know you have not forgiven somebody because you're bitter. Uh, there's bitterness in you. There's resentment in you. You know that you have not forgiven because your attitude towards the person uh, is not pleasing. Good God Almighty. You know you've not forgiven because you don't feel the same way about the person. And so even though Jesus took your debt and paid for your debt, you said, listen, I don't care what you do. I'm not going to release you. You could shout, you could jump, you could skip, you could dance, you could speak in tongues, you could pray. I'm not going to release you. I'm going to hold you hostage. I'm going to keep it right there because you shouldn't have and because you have it has hurt me and I'm going to take it with me but I come to submit to a holy and righteous church that we got to release it we got to release it if Jesus has released yours you got to release theirs Jesus released their yours so you can release theirs it doesn't matter what the devil has bring on he allowed the person to hurt you but if you submit to the power of the Holy Ghost if you submit to the Lord God Almighty he can take away 
that bitterness, that resentment, he can take it away out of your spirit, out of your mind, out of your soul, out of your heart. He can release you from it. He can release you from it. But you got to submit. Jesus was between two thieves. And they were not all saying nice things. But he says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes came after him. But he forgave them. If he has forgiven them, you can forgive them. If Jesus in you, if the anointing is in you, if the glory is in you, if the real power is in you, you can forgive. Adonai, arise. Release your mother. Release your father. Release your sister. Release your brother. Release your aunt, release your uncle, release Bishop Mackenzie, release Camille Mackenzie, release Akumbai to submit and say release, it's time to release, release them, release them. No, 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 This church should have been further from where we are. But when you hear of the little things that is in the background, the little foxes, this is church. This is not a, a club. It's church. You can't come and tell me that you can't release. And you're not going to. And you're going to sit down in this place with malice and grudge. And you think God hear you. You got it coming to you. God don't hear you. You're only making noise. You can't harbor iniquity in your heart. And expect God to hear you. You're not praying to the true and living ever faithful God. I know you're praying to some being. But it's not the almighty God. Because if he can release your debt. And you can't release your brother that you see. The devil is a liar. But let the church arise to righteousness. Let this church arise. Oh God to holiness. Let this church arise. To sanctification. I say release. I command you Satan. In the name of the Lord. Drop your weapons. Every bitterness. Every grudge. We say out, 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 out. Come out of the church. Come out of Zion. Come out. Come out. Lose the church. 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 We say loose. One language is the language of love and the language of forgiveness. The language of forgiveness. You can 
tell me that you can't forgive because I have had to forgive hard things. I have had to forgive hard things. You can't tell me. And some people can't forgive a little lie. They can't forgive a little misunderstanding. So every time I preach and I go through the message, I say, God, we must be living in an era with strange anointing. I don't understand this anointing. I don't. I think it's a strange anointing that people have. Because the anointing is a special enablement that gives you power to do things you can't do in your own flesh. So how you filled up and you run and you speak and you shanda shanda and you do all these things in the spirit. But the same spirit can't go deep in your soul and says it hurt like hell God. But you gotta help me because if you don't help me, I'm gonna go to hell. Because with unforgiveness, no man shall see God. But I'm going to submit to you. You got to get to that place. You got to get to that place. And I'm coming down. I'm closing. The servant was angry. The master rather was angry with the servant because the servant did not reciprocate the same grace that was given to him the same compassion the same pity the same mercy I've been in church long enough what I notice in church is that when it happened to somebody else we become judgmental and we speak all different kind of evil and we speak all things and we said the person must die and this must happen to them and wickedness should take them and we curse them and their family and their lineage and everybody until it comes to your door it might not come to your door by you but it might come to your children it might come to a family member somebody might go out there and do something that they shouldn't have but because the person is blood we want God to have all of the mercy and we pick God and we want the church to pray because it's your family but when it's somebody you don't know you want every judgment you want every wickedness you want every dilemma to befall the person but may I submit to you wait until it comes to you start walking in forgiveness say God I know I'm not perfect but I'm asking you forgive me forgive me for I have sinned and come short I've done some things in my body that I shouldn't have done but forgive me God and I want to forgive those who have trespassed against me. And I'm closing. Here is the other part you need to understand that many people don't read. It says 
so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses if you don't forgive it's gonna torture you if you don't forgive it's gonna hurt you so Adonai it's time for us to understand the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross for the remission of our sins when we truly fathom this we can understand what it means to truly forgive one another there should be no sin too large to pardon because Jesus was never partial with us therefore we should not be partial with our brothers and our sisters thanks for listening our mission here is simple to bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation we hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca, to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one, six, four, seven, eight, eight, two, nine, seven, zero, eight, right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries transforming lives through the kingdom of God.